A quick reminder, the hosts of this show are employees of Mach 1 Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only and nothing said on the show should be taken as investment advice. Employees and clients of Mach 1 Financial Group may maintain positions in the securities or strategies discussed. Hello and welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment, where we provide financial information on topics such as investing, insurance, financial planning, and everything related to your money. Hello, this is Mike Frost, and today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about your credit score. Why why do you would want to do anything with it? How to find your credit score? And, and just some, some key information about what that credit score actually is. Okay, first of all, before we get going, on the podcast today, we have Natalie, our producer extraordinaire and marketing director. Natalie, welcome. Thank you, Mike. Happy to be here. Natalie is one of our younger folks here at the office, and so credit scores are going to be very important to her. And then Matt, our senior VP. Matt, how are you doing this morning? I am doing great. Thanks, Mike. So we're all doing wonderful here. We're going to talk about this thing called a credit score. Most of you have heard of credit score and like, well, what is this? You know, my generation is like, we didn't have these when we were coming around, but they're out there. They are important. So you might want to know how you should Number one, find out what yours is. And number two, how can you make it better? Matt, tell us, what is a credit score? Yeah, so your credit score is a is a um, scoring mechanism that the financial industry uses to score how you or how they think you will handle credit. So the a good kind of summary is it's a three-digit number um, that lenders use to decide if they think basically if you're going to be able to repay the loan or credit card or whatever kind of credit they they open for you, um, you know, how likely you are to pay that back in a timely manner. So we all have a credit score. We may not know how to access it. We'll get to that in a second. But so, all right, so we have a score. So, you know, in basketball, Matt and I both played college basketball. You score when you shoot and you hit the bucket and you that's how your score is added up. Well, how do you make up a credit score? Yeah, so credit score, there's several different components that are involved in, in how your score is calculated. But um, the breakdown is 35% of the, your score is made up um, with your payment history. So other credit loans that you've had out there, you know, how have you paid that back? Have you been had periods of delinquency or you know late payments and, and had to pay penalties, those types of things? 30% of it, so that's 35%, 35% of it is... How much do you currently owe? You know, if you have a $10,000 credit line on your credit card, do you owe $8,000 on that credit card? If so, that's going to negatively impact your credit score versus if you have $500 on a $10,000 credit. And sometimes that's considered utilization rate. Right, right. Perfect. Yeah. And I think there's a, if they recommend staying below like 10%, um, if you're below 10%, then that's not having really a negative drag on your credit score from my understanding. Um, 15% is your length of credit history. I ran into this about 10 years ago when I was kind of getting in, you know, starting to make some of our first purchases and open up credit cards. Um, you know, length of credit history was a couple years. And so that was actually one of the things that was impacting us the, in the biggest way. So, you know, not recommending anybody go out there and take out a loan, but it can make sense to earlier on, at least, um, having something to get that history started. So that, you know, when you're 30, 35, 40, now you've got 10, 20 years worth of history that's going to be viewed um, in a positive way. 10% is your credit mix. So making sure you have various types of credit. And again, that's not going to matter a whole lot if you're not paying it back. But 
Um, you know, I think it's looked at negatively if all the only credit you have is is high interest credit card debt, and that's the only money you've ever borrowed, and you're not paying it back. That's not going to be a good thing. Um, and then 10% is new credit. Are you consistently opening up new lines of credit, taking out loans? Every time you do that, it's not necessarily going to be a big negative, but every but each and every one thereafter in a, in a short period of time is going to impact your credit score in a right. negative way. That Very good, Matt. So 35% payment history, 30% amount owed, utilization rate, 15% how long have you had a credit history, 10% credit mix, and 10% new credit. Now, I noticed something on this, and you probably did too. We're talking about credit scores. And everything we've talked about here is about loans and borrowing. So let's not confuse a credit score with how well you're doing financially. This is just a score saying how well you've interacted with debt. So some people call this a I love debt score. Matt, we talked about this earlier. So Natalie, if I, if Matt were to give you a million dollars and you know, he, he's kind, nice guy, he would do that. What impact would that have on your credit score? If you took that million dollars and just put it in your bank account? None, uh, none, because I'm not using it to get in debt. So it, it's not a indication of how well you're doing financially. It's just an indication of how well you handle debt. That's all it is. So please keep that in mind. All right. All right, so we got the scores. We know how to, they're they're done. They're three digits. So what's the what's the range? Is it zero to a thousand? What are the ranges, Matt? Yeah, Mike. So some of the normal ranges are, I think, I believe you can go down to as low as like three hundred, and between three hundred and five eighty is considered poor credit. So that's when it's going to probably be pretty tough to go out and borrow any money from anybody, really. Um, and then on the higher end, all the way up to eight fifty is kind of the higher end of, if you're in the 800 to 850 range, that's considered exceptional. So you should be getting uh, any type of credit you want at, at the best rates available at that time. And then, the, you know, it's broken down, a real quick breakdown, 580 to 669 is considered fair. Uh, good credit is between 670 and 739. And I, and I think when you're looking at like mortgages and some of those longer term, you really minimum want to be at least in that good credit range, that mid 600s and above. Um, very good credit, 740 to 799. And then exceptional is 800 to 850. Anything anything above 750, you're kind of considered in the top tier of a really good credit report. So if you don't have one of these higher credit scores, let's say you're below that 670, which we consider the good part, and you go and get want to get a mortgage or you want to get a car loan or you want to get a credit card, What's likely to be the impact? You're going to pay more. You're going to have a whole lot higher interest rate, or you may get denied. Yep. So that's why you want to pay attention to your credit score, but don't fall in love with it and do everything it is to get it to 850. 850 is a perfect credit score. If you have an 850 credit score, I feel bad for you because that means you're borrowing and paying a bunch of money back and paying a lot of interest. So that's not a sign of winning financially. Okay. So how do you find out what your credit score is? Natalie, do you know how to find out? I believe that you can go to, to different websites, but one of the ones I've heard of is Credit Karma. Is that correct? That is correct. You go to Credit Karma and you get a free credit score. Now, we did a podcast last week on freezing your credit. If you have frozen your credit and you sign up at Credit Karma, you'll get nothing because your credit's frozen it can't check it. So you won't they won't pull your credit and get a credit score. They can't because your credit's frozen. They won't let them in take a look at it. 
So if you do credit karma, you have to have your credit thawed for them to go take a peek at it. But if you have a credit card, almost all credit cards offer a free credit score right there on their website. So if you have a credit card, there you get it free. If you don't, then you go to creditkarma.com. We'll have this in the show notes for you. Go check. It's free. Now, they may sell your information or something like that so they can do this for free, but just know you can get it for free. A lot of places, Experian, TransUnion, Equifax, they'll sell you your credit score. Don't do that. We don't want to pay for this. Okay. All right. So the big question is, how do we make the credit score better? All right. Now, folks, now remember, credit score is how you interact with credit and debt. You borrowed money and you paid it back. So how do you improve that? without worsening your financial situation. Okay, Matt, you got any ideas? Yeah, I mean, the two biggest, like we talked about earlier, the two biggest factors that have the most weighting on it are making on-time payments and decreasing your utilization rate or the amount that you currently have borrowed um, against the maximum amount of credit available to you. So the two most common ways, make payments on time, right? Don't, Don't make late payments and decrease your balance on credit cards and those types of things. Very well said. And and a little trick you can do, your credit card. Most credit cards, let's say they're due on the 15th. If you pay your bill before you get your statement, that will also boost your credit score because now you've paid it before it came due, so your utilization rate is down, and it shows early payments. So if you have a credit card balance, don't wait for the bill to come. Go online, see what it is, make the payment, before you get that, that'll boost your credit score. All right. How about uh, anything else we could do to boost our credit scores? Yeah, there's there's quite a few different things that you can look at. So I don't necessarily recommend this one. I would probably put this at the bottom of the list, but requesting a credit limit increase. Um, I definitely recommend you try to pay down your, your credit cards or, or debt before you just ask for an increase. But that will, if your if your credit increases the amount of credit that you have available to you, that will decrease your utilization rate. So, so what you're saying, Matt, is, so if I have a $10,000 credit card limit, if I ask them for an increase in $5,000, I've increased my credit limit, but doesn't mean I have to do more credit. Right. 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 So now if I have a thousand dollar balance and it's on 10,000, that's 10%. But if I raise that to 20,000, it's only 5%. So my utilization rate went down and I really didn't do anything different. Yeah. So that's great. Now, here's the key though. You want to do it without a hard inquiry because every time they do a hard inquiry on your credit, that's a ding on your credit score. So you just got to make sure that if you ask for it, hey, will this cause a hard inquiry? and they say yes, then don't do it because you don't want those dings because, again, we're trying to, uh, we're attempting to raise our credit score, not lower it. All right, what else? Yeah, so uh, d- like you just mentioned, don't apply for new accounts or don't have hard inquiries too often. Um, that's a neg- has a negative impact. Check your credit report for errors. I know a lot of people, I have never found an error on mine, but I know a lot of people have. They get on there and they see, hey, that's I never made that transaction or borrowed or paid that or had that credit card. Statistics are, Matt, 80 plus percent of people's credit reports have errors. 80 plus percent. You know, as we talked in our last podcast, podcast number 38, it, we talked about looking at your, your credit report. So if you haven't done that, Please go check your credit report. You get one free from each agency 
every year. And again, we'll attach that to the show notes as well, how you go to get to the credit reports. Yeah. Uh, another way is open up a secured credit card. So prepaid. So um, just a very, you know, more secure way of- Matt, that's it. a great option. And this is, uh, we, we do education for guys coming out of prison there. We call it returning home down here in Springdale. And this is one, it's hard. If you've been in prison and you, it's hard to get your credit card, you can get a prepaid card. So you simply do this. You go to a bank, you open up a visa, and it's a $500 prepaid card. You got to put $500 down and you're basically using your own money. And what I recommend to them is they put their phone bill on it. And so it's $50 a month. It takes it right out. They pay it. Charge $50 and pay it. Charge $50 and pay it. That shows regular payment on a credit vehicle. In this case, a secured card. It's their money. It's prepaid. Yeah, great point. So other couple other ways, pay off credit cards uh, in full each month. So I know a lot of people, and myself included, actually utilize credit cards. Um, but just from a budgeting perspective, pay them off at the end of each month. So it's not having a drag or impact on our credit report. It's even better if you can pay it off before the bill comes due. Um, so credit's not, doesn't have to be the worst thing in the world. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but you do have to be careful and make sure you're not borrowing money that you don't, um, don't have or can't pay back. So Matt, by doing that, then you're hitting the two biggest ones, the, the early payments, the on-time early payments, that 35% weighting, and you're lowering your utilization rate, and that's the other 30. That's 65%. Just paying stuff on time or early. Right. Yeah. And that's where people get themselves in trouble is they have access to money they don't have, and they spend it, um, just always assuming they'll get it at a later date and can pay it back. And then life happens, and they can't. And that's where people start start getting in trouble. So um, last couple ways, sign up for Experian Boost. So this is where the Experian Boost feature will actually take into account your monthly bills and subscriptions, even even things such as like your Netflix subscription to see have you been you know regular on those payments and your phone bills and water bills and those types of things. And they'll they'll add that to your credit report and they can give you a little, you know, 5, 10, 15% boost, something like that. And then um, don't close unused credit cards. Maybe use them periodically. Um, you know, hide them if you need them. If you don't need them, put them in the safe. You know, don't have you don't have to carry them in your wallet, but don't go out and close them necessarily because that could that could negatively impact your credit report. And the way that negatively impacts it, Matt, is if you've got three credit cards at ten thousand each, and you so you got thirty thousand available credit, and you close one, well, you just cut out thirty percent of your available credit. Now, if you have anything charged on them, your utilization rate goes up. Right. And, and it really didn't make any difference. So don't use them. We're not a big fans of credit cards, but if you have them, pay them off early, pay them off each month and keep the, how much you have on them very, very low. Okay, another way, and we just experienced this with our son because he's never borrowed a penny in his life, nothing. And then he and his wife wanted to buy a house. So he had no credit record. So one way you can do this if you want to, and we did this, we put him on as an authorized user on one of our cards. And so he got the benefit of our credit score onto his credit score. Now, do you think we gave him a card? Absolutely not. But he did become an authorized user. So if you're in that situation, you have children or people in your family, you can make them an authorized user. I don't recommend you give them the card though. And then let them take the benefit of your credit score. So that's another way you can do it. That was very nice of you, Mike. <laughs> well, he is my son, so I should probably do that for him. 
All right, so as a summary here, so you are not going to get a perfect 850 credit score overnight, and, and you probably don't want one anyway. Yet each step in the right direction could bring you some benefits. You can have lower insurance, lower interest rates, a lot of benefits for having a good credit score. So as you move from bad credit to fair credit to good credit, you can start to save money and take advantage of more opportunities. Again, this is not a, an indication of how well you're doing financially. It's just how well you're paying off debt. So the best way to achieve and keep an excellent credit score is develop good long-term credit habits. Pay off your balances on time, if not early. Keep very, very low utilization rates. If you have a $10,000 credit card, keep it below $1,000 on there. Apply for credit only when you need it. If you're winning financially, you shouldn't need it. If you follow these rules of thumb, your score should improve over time. Okay, Natalie, that, this is podcast number 39. Uh, how do folks share any questions they might have to the podcast? Yes, you can go to our website, mock1fg.com, or you can email podcast at mock1fg.com with any questions that you have that you'd like answered on the podcast or any guest you may like for us to, uh, us to interview on the podcast. We're, we're open to everything. We'd love to hear from you. Or even if you don't like some of the things we said about credit or anything else we've talked about, like you have a different opinion, we'd love to hear it. We'll share that on air here with everyone. Manali, thank you again for producing the show and all the behind the scenes work that you put on for this podcast. You make us look good on this podcast each and every week. All right, folks, as we do each week, here's your thought of the day. It's better to go to bed hungry than to wake up in debt. That's a proverb. Okay, well, that's it for today. We appreciate you listening to the podcast and we look forward to you joining us next time on the Mach 1 Market Moment. Mach 1 Financial Group, Inc. Mach 1 is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in Bentonville, Arkansas. Mach 1 may only transact business in those states in which it maintains a notice filing or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular skill level or ability. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. The information presented is the sole opinion of the speaker and is not meant to be investment advice. Mach 1 does not provide tax or legal advice. You should speak with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. For full disclosures, please visit www.mach-1financial.com disclosures.